It's another Sunday night in comedy, and we're gearing up for the return of Just for Laughs. The world's biggest comedy festival takes over the mean streets of Montreal this July. We've got a full panel of comics, from the notorious Nasty Show to the newly rebranded Just for the Culture. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. <laughs> Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And, of course, streaming coast-to-coast, just everywhere where there's the internet on Global News Online. We are, of course, brought to you, as always, by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967, especially at the world's biggest comedy festival. It is July it's peak season in comedy. The return, the full return of Just for Laughs, the world's biggest comedy fest, is just around the corner. And we got stacked on stacked on stacked panels. Some of the biggest comics hitting the fest this year. It is back in full form. Our producer, Vince Tedesco, is on the line. How are you doing this week, buddy? Doing well, Dino. Doing very well. You know, this is always, you know, obviously, the last couple of years, things were a little bit muted let's say but uh july for us is always it's an exciting time because the whole month is just sort of swallowed up in jfl mode the the streets of montreal are completely taken over by this massive fest and for us we get some of our favorite comics on both sides of the border joining us on the air all month so tonight we got a stacked double header of jfl comics we have first off a lineup of comics from one of the hottest ticket shows at the festival the notorious nasty show and that is of course when some of our favorite comics go up on stage and just drop all the filters, man. They just get as nasty and filthy as they want. All bets are off. So that's always a huge seller at the festival. And of course, a little later on, we have the newly rebranded Just for the Culture. We got a few comics joining us from that show, uh, which of course, our listeners and people who've been to the fest over the years will know that best as formerly the Ethnic Show. So they've relaunched that for the return of the fest this year. So we got we got a full one on deck tonight, Vince. Yeah, dirty jokes and ethnic slurs. I love it. <laughs> there we go. Just like family dinners in Little Italy, eh, Vince? There you go. All yeah. right. It's, but it is, uh, I mean, tonight's panel is stacked. The whole month is stacked. It's nice to be back in proper JFL mode once again. It is back in full force. And that's what we're talking about right here on Inside Jokes. Oh, baby, I like it, bro. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto and, of course, coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. We are talking all things JFL. It is the return of the biggest festival, comedy festival in the world, I'm pretty sure. Just for Laughs takes over the streets of Montreal again this July. It's not all digital. It's not on Zoom. It's the actual return of the full-blown fest. We're talking all things JFL tonight. First up, we got three of the comics on one of the most notorious crowd favorite shows at the festival. It's always one of the hottest tickets on the fest, the Nasty Show. And that's where comics just kind of go up on stage and drop all any sort of filters they might have. It's just all bets are off, sort of anything goes. We got a full panel tonight. We've got Lisa Traeger joining us. How are you doing tonight? I'm amazing. Thank Amazing. you. <laughs> yeah, right after um, celebrating our country's independence, you know, feeling high, <laughs> feeling high, positive. 
minus Texas pretty soon. We don't know yet. Uh, Josh Adam Myers is joining us. How you doing, man? I'm great. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for joining us. And, of course, a returning friend of the show who was with us not too long ago for uh, Roast Battle Canada. Now on the Nasty Show, Canada's own Sophie Buttle. How are you doing? Hello. Good. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> we are great. So, I mean, it's, you know, July for us on this show has always been completely JFL mode. It's all about the festival kind of all month long. We get comics on both sides of the border. But it's nice after the last couple of years to actually be talking the full-blown fest again. I mean, I know last year it came back, but it was sort of a kind of like a placebo version of it in a way. Like a lot of stuff was still online. It was sort of a smaller lineup. It was just sort of a way of kind of working with within what was happening. It's the full-blown return of the fest now, though. Uh, Nasty Show has always been one of the hugest hits at the festival over the years. I mean, it's always been a crowd favorite. It's always a sellout show a lot of comics get to go on that stage and and it's notoriously a filthy show or you can kind of do whatever you want which for some comics that's already their wheelhouse but a lot of comics kind of get to go on that stage and do stuff that they don't normally do in their material or you might not hear them do on a podcast or in their latest album or whatever so i'll throw that to you guys first i mean for the how much of a departure is a nasty show for you how much do you sort of get to do stuff in a forum like that that maybe isn't normally what you're doing on stage i guess i'll throw that to you first josh um i you know what's funny is i i don't think there's really going to be much of a change it, it's you know it's i think the nasty show now has become something where it it does feel like this is risque but comedy and especially from the the two comics that were well, the, the three of us it's like we're not really going to be changing our set much it's just society has changed so much that now what we're doing is considered nasty. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, especially this fast and, and some of these specific shows that weren't around the last two years during that version of the festival, that this stuff is coming back. You're right. I mean, a ton has changed in that short amount of time culturally and audience tastes have changed. I mean, later on in the show, we're talking to comics from what used to be called the ethnic show. Now it's rebranded as just for the culture, just because yeah. people's perceptions have changed and society has changed and a lot has gone on in the last couple of years. Uh, what about for you, Lisa? I mean, is this something, is this a stage where you kind of get to play around with some stuff that you normally wouldn't, or is it a pretty, pretty comfortable <laughs> venue for you? <laughs> Um, no, I actually just did a nasty show this week and did not know it and got off the stage and, and then realized it and it fit perfect. <laughs> There's always, um, yeah, I like to talk dirty. I like gross jokes. So this is perfect for me. It's kind of been a goal for a long time. It's an honor to be able to do this with like people I really look up to and my peers. I think the one thing that's tough is we all love crowd work. And yeah. that's yeah. going to be the toughest is making <laughs> sure we're going to have to watch each other because we all want to talk to the crowd and we want to make sure not to overlap. So I think it won't be hard to be dirty and filthy. I think it'll be um, hard to watch each other and make uh, sure we're not. <laughs> don't worry. I, whatever you guys do, I'll just put a melody over it. And, yeah. <laughs> and so we'll be fine. But yeah, we're all big crowd work people. And our host, Big J, is like known for that so that'll be yeah. like really really fun too nasty I feel like, and chatty i feel like that crowd at the nasty show kind of has come to expect that in a way too i mean yeah people are doing sort of you know their honed polished material and all that but they're also the nasty show also has this feel of like people are interacting with the audience more there's a very much that sense of like oh man anything anything can happen on this show at any given time even if they know your material and they've already followed you it's like okay 
anything can completely happen organically out of the blue on that stage that you're not going to see at the galas and some of the other stuff that you see at JFL. Uh, Sophie, for you, I mean, same thing. I mean, I know you're not afraid to pull any punches. We just talked to you not too, too long ago from doing Roast Battle Canada. So I feel like Nasty Show is probably a pretty good fit for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I filmed like a like a half hour at JFL last year, and then I've yeah. been trying to name I've been trying to name it. Anne Frank was ugly, but everybody said no. <laughs> uh, I went through quite a few different emails, and uh, everybody agreed that no to that. But that's <laughs> that's like my preference for for you know a title of a thing. So but, yeah, I definitely prefer dirty jokes. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I mean, the, the other interesting thing with JFL being back and like properly back last year, it was kind of funny last year because the festival was there, but it was the first and probably last time where it was an entirely Canadian lineup because we just sort of kept it with like homegrown comics. We just sort of did, I wouldn't say a limited version of the festival, but kind of, it was sort of like a soft relaunch of the fest. So it was the year where obviously comics couldn't stream in from the States and from the UK and everywhere else and populate the festival like they normally do. Now that it's back in its full form, I mean, Just for Laughs has always been one of those festivals that's kind of a career launcher for a lot of comics, stateside and Canada side. Like comics would go out, you'd start off on, you know, New Faces or Homegrown, and that was sort of a launch pad for you. And then you come back to that fest every year and get on shows like The Nasty Show and the ethnic show and all this other stuff. And it's sort of a career launcher, even for American comics in a way. I mean, Josh and Lisa, does that feel like that for you coming back to this fest? You're both working comics. You've both built your own audiences. Does this festival still sort of hold that podium in a way for both of you? You will go first. Yeah, doing New Faces was like a big moment for me. There's like a manager I really wanted. She's like my sunshine. And the whole time I was like, I got to get her. And I got her. <laughs> and then I partied. And then it didn't matter. So it's like there's this pressure. And then um, since then, I think this will be my sixth year back. And I love it every time. It's like summer camp. I love eating at that McDonald's late night. Yeah. I like partying with everyone in the lobby. I like to see friends. I like to do the midnight surprise show with people. It really feels like summer camp. I love it so much. I love smoking weed with like 40 comics outside yeah. the hotel. Like, yeah. um, and you're right. We have missed a few years. So I think it's going to be people really excited uh, to be there. Leave their leave their families. Yeah. Uh, to go off of what what Lisa's saying, yeah, because it 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 didn't happen immediately when I did New Faces in 2013, but that was where I met everybody. And then when I had something really sellable to bring back, it was like JFL and Robbie, who's now at Netflix at the time, was one of my biggest supporters. He brought the goddamn he brought me there for New Faces. He brought me there for the goddamn Comedy Jam. And then uh, I've you know I've been back with the 500. I've been back to do a taping. And, you know, much like what Lisa said, it is summer camp. I couldn't be more excited. And this year, because when I got new faces, actually the year before, Robbie said to me, he goes, you're not getting new faces this year, but keep doing what you're doing. You're going to get new faces and you're going to get the nasty show. And so nice. seven, eight, nine years later, this one feels like the like the excitement's back. Does that make sense? It's like we're doing oh, it yeah. in there, but to be able to go with, you know, the two of you and Big J, who's my best friend, it's like I don't I'm so giddy right now. I, I it's I cannot wait to get out of it. It just York. hit me that we'll probably go to a strip club. I've never been to a strip club. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. And the ones yeah. in Montreal are perfect. All right, yeah. we're gonna come back with more of our panel, more of the nasty show. 
right here on Inside Jokes. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Adam Myers, and you are listening to Inside Jokes. But sometimes that just ain't enough to keep a man like me interested. Oh, no. No way. Uh-uh. No, I'm Welcome back go. to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto and everywhere where there's the internets on Global News Online. We are talking the return of JFL. We are talking the nasty show. We got Josh Adam Myers, Lisa Traeger, and Canada's own Sophie Buttle on the planet with the, on the planet on the panel with us right now. You are on the planet though. That is true. We are talking, yeah, the return of the nasty show, the return of JFL, and yeah, before the break, we were talking about how it really is sort of, as we keep saying, summer camp for comics. It's just you go, you do your gigs. It, it is even no matter where you're at in your comedy career, this festival is always you know, an important mark on the calendar every year. It's it's one of the big ones that on the gig sheet every year. But even just, yeah, being able to be at this fest again and be around other comics in a way that we haven't been able to in the last couple of years and just sort of congregate on this city at the same time. I think it's hugely important. I think comics need to be around other comics too, especially after two years where you're forced to be around friends and family for an extended period of time and and pretend to have a normal life it's good for the comics to just go back out into the wild and be around each other again because there is something comics are just wired differently i mean sophie how much was that missing for you the last couple years just being able to just be around other comics all the time and relate to them in that way like be in the green room and be around each other it's sort of something that you can't really get in your offstage life yeah totally i mean jfl is really good too because like as a Canadian comic that just moved to the States, like I don't, I'm still trying to make friends in America too. Cause like, I don't have anybody that I came up with. I'm just sort of looking around shows trying to not seem too needy. So this is a good opportunity <laughs> for me to make, make one friend possibly. And also, yeah, it's so true. Like being around comics is just kind of more, it really like my favorite thing about like when you run into a comic is they're always like in the thick of something. Like if you run into like, a regular person they're always like yeah I just went to the store and if you run into any comic they're like yeah they took my belt and they won't give it back like there's always like a deep <laughs> there's always chaos ensuing <laughs> so you know it's just it's just very interesting um exciting interaction always <laughs> and these random moments that happen too I mean it almost feels like you know first off Canadian American comics I mean if we live and work in Canada there is of course that divide there you don't always interact with each other but just the random things that can happen backstage at JFL too where it really just does feel like obviously there's a hierarchy but it feels like no we are just one industry and we get like I mean I remember one year on the patio at the Hyatt Chappelle was just sitting there DJing for everybody off of his iPhone just playing music for people and he just sort of like running his set through his head, but he's just sitting there with like 12 people on the patio, just playing music for them and just interacting with everybody. You get these moments there because everybody's together in the same place where it's sort of, we are one industry and you really do feel like you're just part of the same thing for all of you. I mean, especially after the last couple of years, does it feel like there's less of a gap now between Canadian and American comics? Like, does it, cause everything went way more digital. Everything's way more for a global audience. Now we also went through this crazy sort of shared thing as an industry. Does it really feel more like one village now, like less separation in a way? I, I, I mean, American comics are still allowed to hit us legally, but <laughs> I don't, I'm for that. I don't think that should change. <laughs> 
Um, I, I, I think that, you know, be, we're all comics. Like it, it it's, doesn't make a difference where you are. I've met at certain other, at JFL, I've met comics from around the world, like, uh, you know, guys from South America. And, and it is kind of that, that, that congregation where we do understand each other. We're all, we're all like, like if somebody said here, the Island of Misfit Toys. And so when you get around, I think you other, said it, I did. All right. Yeah. Well, we are the Island. <laughs> that's my, that's, that's my buzzword for today's podcast. We're the Island of Misfit Toys, y'all. No, but we're all, we're all, we're all addicts in some way. We all have problems in some way. We see things differently. And I, I think that it is really special, like when you meet a comic, even not just from Canada, but from some, you know, who's a guy that's featuring for you in Des Moines, Iowa, like you have a connection and, and it's a beautiful thing. And I think that's yeah. what attracts, you know, us to keep doing this for so long for so little reward at the beginning, at least. Mm -hmm. Well, and it is like, it, yeah, because it's such a shared thing and it's such you know, because audiences don't see that side of it. They just see you on stage and they go, oh, that must be so fun or whatever, you know, but it is such a lifestyle gig. It's an all encompassing. You are a comic 24 hours a day and you have to hustle because it's feast or famine. And it's such a lifestyle job. It's like you're always working at night. You're always on the road. You're always in clubs. You're always, always going after that next gig on the sheet. You're always trying to keep your calendar full. So it's a 24 seven eat, sleep and breathe lifestyle job. It's a messed up thing to do for a living, basically. Yeah, I don't think any of us are showered right now. Like, I think we're all just like in our in our day clothes. Like, yeah, all right. Well, what time is this interview? Okay. <laughs> for a show like the Nasty Show, too. I mean, again, obviously, for a lot of you, you said this is sort of your comfort zone already, and you're doing stuff that you probably would do on a on stage at a club somewhere or in your next album or whatever whatever it is. But is there also that feeling of? coming back from everything and the nasty show being back, there's just so much crazy shit going on in the world right now. I feel like comics everywhere have just been sort of like eight miling around, just gnashing their teeth, just waiting to like riff on all this stuff that's been happening. Nasty show feels like it's probably the perfect platform for that to just sort of almost get some stuff off your chest in a way and just be a comic and just vent. Cause it's been two years of trying to be like, write jokes about uh, and went to the store for a, some milk, you know, like yeah. there's nothing happening more than performing. I'm more excited to see uh, everybody on the nasty shows take on the world because yeah. like, like we've all mentioned, it's like, this is a really great lineup of all different comedians. And I can't wait to hear what Sophie's got to say about what's been going on. And Lisa's got to say, and big J and, and Yamanika. I mean, it's, it's, you're going to be getting such different perspectives, but from all these great comic minds. And that's what really incites me about being a part of this nasty show. Lisa, for you, I mean, you know, for comics who aren't necessarily normally political or, you know, they talk about their own personal life more. Is there sort of this feeling almost on a show like this and, and, you know, coming back to live shows in a way that we haven't done in a little while where you're like, oh man, I really do have to take on some of this stuff because so much stuff happened all at the same time. Let's, we'll put the P word aside. We'll forget about that. But even just pandy, the pandemic, but even, oh, okay. I was like, even just like so much, <laughs> so much has gone on culturally and politically <laughs> and like there's war, the planet's literally on fire. There's so much crazy stuff happening in the States. There's so much crazy stuff happening all over the globe. As a comic, do you really feel like I really want to get out there and just have my voice on some of this stuff and just riff on it? Maybe it normally wouldn't enter into your material. No, um, I'm pretty self-centered when it comes to my comedy. So I'll be talking about 
my sex life, my parents, people that bother me. I don't know. I usually don't get into maybe being a Jew. I'll talk about that. Um, I usually don't get into current affairs or politics or stuff because I'm usually like scared and sad about it. Yeah, but I'm happy to hear and laugh. I just like I that's just not my process. It's just like not what I normally do. But if it comes to me, I'll say something. But I don't I don't feel pressure to talk about the world. There's enough people that want to do it. Well, and it almost is like there's sort of a fine line there where it's like, yeah, we're comics and we get to like riff on this stuff in real time. But also maybe people have had enough of that because it's what we've all been living. Maybe people need to come to this fest and just like forget about that shit for a few hours each night and and unplug from it. Also, I wonder if Canada, when we talk about how bad America is, it's kind of like we're these like circus clowns coming in being like, <laughs> like it's not, but yeah, it's like we're going to a better place being like how, you know, talk. Yeah. We kind of do that thing. You're ready to laugh at us. You're ready to laugh at us. We we mm-hmm. kind of do that. I mean, I know Sophie can relate to that, but we kind of have this thing in Canada where we're like the neighbors looking over the fence going like, oh my God, look at that. But then we ignore what's happening in our own backyard. <laughs> like we pretend we have no problems at all because we're like, America's so awful right now. But like we have our own things going on. We just sort of brush those aside and pretend they don't happen though that's basically what we do up here yeah, yeah, yeah. i have some i have some residential school jokes coming in so don't <laughs> there worry. You go. Yeah, and I mean, uh, my mental health has never been worse so get ready for some <laughs> bad takes nice. <laughs> <laughs> i mean josh for you i mean is this when you when you're doing a show like the nasty show again this is a place where you know your material fits anyways but is there stuff that you do on stage that you maybe you know, wouldn't tackle on a podcast that like, are those completely two different sides of the coin for you? Or does it all kind of work together in a way? I, I think it works together. I think, I think as I've gotten older, I am, I'm the, the line between, uh, you know, what I do on stage, what I do on a podcast, and then how I am in my regular life is getting closer and closer, just being symbiotic in the same thing, you know, and that's, and that's why I think I'm having much more fun now doing all of this because I, I'm just being able to be me. So, yeah. and, and like the nasty show. Yeah. We, I'm going to amp up, you know, and, and say some dirtier words and maybe talk more focused about sex or, or penises or vaginas or whatever. But it's like, it's still what I would normally do in a set anyway. I'm just going to be, you know, in the 10 to 15 minutes we'll be doing at the nasty show. It's going to be all of that. Yeah, there you go. All the penises and vaginas. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll go around because we could go on about this all day. Uh, before we wrap up the nasty show here, we'll get everybody's socials, where we can find you, and of course at JFL. Uh, Josh, where can we find you online, man? At Josh Adam Myers on all social media. Go to joshadammyers.com for tour dates, for podcasts, for all the cool stuff that I do. All right, Lisa, where can our listeners find you? And of course, you will be at JFL this July, but where can we find you online? I'm at Glitter Cheese on everything on the internet. <laughs> and then um, I have a podcast that I'll actually be doing live from JFL with my co-host, Kara Clank, called That's nice. Messed Up, an SVU podcast. So um, I'm really excited to do that as well. Excellent. And yeah, it's nice to see that stuff come back to JFL. And Josh, you didn't text me back. What are you talking about? I went to the Backstreet Boys concert and I sent you videos from the concert. Well, I didn't, I didn't, wait, I did not get these. Do not say <laughs> okay. that. I swear to God. No, I'm checking right now. It is good to see that part of the fest coming back too, by the way, the live podcast, the tapings, the workshops, all that stuff, the panels that, that really we were missing the last couple of years. It's all. And Sophie cool. and I, we met at JFL Vancouver. So I feel this will be. 
really cool too. Yeah. United as Sophie Bottle, by the way. Where can we find you online? Album, all that good stuff. Um, I like to plug Lisa's text to Josh. Check it out. Getting <laughs> um, a lot of heat I, right, right now. It's right here. I, I didn't see oh, it. I didn't see wow. it. It didn't um, download until I just hit it. It just was a blank thing. It says image nine ninety ninety. Now it's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> How was the show though? It was Backstreet Boys? They ruled. It was like full live vocals, full choreography. First time at the Hollywood Bowl, fireworks, oh, hit wow. after hit. They played every hit. <laughs> Nicole Richie was next to me. No way. Wow. Having the time of her life. It was did AJ like, McClain get tackled? <laughs> he did not get tackled, but um, he, they brought their kids on stage. Oh, well, so that was cute. There you go. Campbell <laughs> is back and back back. It's an exciting <laughs> time to be alive. Uh, Sophie, where can we catch you online? Oh, at Soph Buds on Instagram, Sophie Bottle on Twitter. Um, and I'm also doing my podcast live. It's called Obsessed. We talk about stuff we're obsessed with. Um, and I'm doing the ca uh, Canadian keynote address as well. Nice. Oh, oh that's awesome. Excellent. Nice. <laughs> that is the perfect way to cap cap off the nasty show. Uh, that is our panel for the nasty show. Sophie Bottle, Lisa Traeger, Josh Adam Myers. Thank you guys all so much. We will see you at the fest and glad to see that it's back. Glad to see you guys are back to doing what you do. Thank you again to our panel from the nasty show. Don't miss it live this July at just for laughs. And we'll be back with more of JFL. We've got comics coming up from just for the culture right here on inside jokes. Lisa Traeger, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Take a load off, Penny. Take a load for free. Take a load off, Penny. And you put the load right on me. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming coast to coast. Not even just Canada-wide, North America-wide, planet Earth-wide on the Global News Radio Network. We are broadcasting all across Canada to our friends stateside. And we are, of course, talking JFL. The world's biggest comedy festival is back, properly back, this summer in Montreal, post-pandy. It's back to be, it's a live festival again. We got comics streaming in from all over the map, live audiences. It's back in its full form. Um, we're talking to two of the comics who are on Just for the Culture, which is sort of like the new, let's say, revamp of the ethnic show, which was always one of the huge sellers, one of the huge festival favorites at JFL. Uh, here in Canada, we've got Paul Ravliowskis joining us. How are you doing, man? I'm doing really good. Thank you guys so much for having me. And we got Yanis down. Are you in NYC right now, man? I'm in NYC. I'm and right you're here. Up, you're coming I'm, up to Montreal. I'm coming up if they left me. I mean, I've heard a lot of things. I got 18 <laughs> vaccine cards. I've had COVID 18 times. I got to make a personal phone call uh, to Trudeau. He's got to come examine me. I mean, I'm hoping I get in. He's got small hands. I mean, this is sort of, I mean, we, so we did, we did just for laughs last year, but it was sort of like a, half in half out version because we were in the middle of lockdowns and all that stuff so it was like 
most of the festival was kind of digital. There were small, very limited live shows going on. So this is really the first time in a couple of years that the festival is back in its full form. And I mean, you know, this is a festival that it's sort of like comedy Mardi Gras in Montreal. It, it really just swallows up the city. I mean, it's it's takes over the whole town. It's You really can't be there without knowing it's going on. And I think for comics, it's always been sort of like summer camp for comedians. It's sort of you go there and half of it is the gigs and half of it is just seeing each other and hanging out at the hotel bar and just like being around each other for the weekend. For both of you, I mean, in Canada and in the States, we were in between lockdowns all the time and it was like one step forward, two steps back. How how essential is it to have a festival of this size finally properly back again and getting back to doing what we do? I mean, Yannis, I'll throw that to you first, man, because I mean, New York... You guys, New York's a stand-up town, and you guys were were locked down pretty hard a few times there, man. Yeah, we were locked down, but we are stand-up comedians, so we're like roaches or the weeds <laughs> under your pavement. We will find a way. There were shows on rooftops, outdoors, on car hoods, in trees. We made it happen. And, yeah, it's uh, it's very nice to get back up to JFL. I always love going up there, and I can't wait to uh, make people laugh who speak English as a second language. So <laughs> that's always that's just in Montreal. Yeah. it's the rest of Canada is totally fine. I get yeah. it. I get it. But you know, they're there, you know, the French Canadians are there and you can, they make their presence known with their expressions, you know, they're tolerating <laughs> us. And uh, it's just always, it's amazing to me whenever I go up there to realize there's like another country so close to New York state, you go up there and you're like, wow, there's, french people up here yeah so well and I, if you watch uh if you watch like true blue french comedy it's very uh it's very expressive <laughs> yeah there's a lot of slide whistles and jazz hands going on man yeah whenever i watch whenever i see those puppets out there i mean you watch french comedy you don't know whether you're watching a children's show yeah. or or what it is but it always like entails florida puppets. but you know nicer they're a lot nicer than what the florida floridians are like yeah half 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 of uh, Canadian comedy, Yanis, is just people jumping out from behind rose bushes, scaring people. That's really. <laughs> you do that in Canada, you get greenlit for 20 seasons automatically, man. I do feel like, and I mean, Paul, we'll throw this to you, too. I mean, I, I think, you know, a lot of the comics we talk to about this festival coming back, obviously, you know, it's a huge gig on the calendar for everybody. It's always the big sort of date on the year, in the year, yeah. especially for Canadian comics. But a lot of comics, too, I think just miss not just live audiences, because obviously that's the work, but miss being around each other, like miss having that green room to actually be able to riff off of each other and sort of like be be around your own kind. I mean, it's all, everybody's just sort of the island of misfit toys, right? Comics need to be around other comics. Yeah. Like Yana said, I mean, we were still hanging out. I mean, I don't think COVID prevented us from like hanging out and stealing each other's jokes or whatever, but I was there <laughs> last year. I was there last year in Montreal. And it was, like I said, I was there in 2018 when all the American comics were there. I mean, there, I, I remember seeing Will Forte talk to like, uh, it was uh, uh, Wanda Sykes. I was just eavesdropping it and, and, and at the after parties. It really meant a lot. So in so last year when we went, it was just Canadian comics. And I love Canadian comics. We was running, we was walking around like we owned a place, which we shouldn't have. And it was, <laughs> I, I, I know, like, you know what I mean? We were taking liberties you know it was our city i mean but we knew what it was we knew that the guys weren't there so it's really good to, to sort of for the americans to come back especially for the town because it was like and being there in 2018 and watching that city sort of just like roll out the red carpet for everybody it was a lot different and, and it was 
you know, we couldn't even get into strip, strip clubs past 12 p.m. last year. So hopefully this year it's a little bit different. Hopefully it's, uh, you know, back to the way it was. And um, I'm super excited for just for, for the city of Montreal and just for Canada in general to have such a, you know, such a huge festival back, back, uh, back in order. It's all yeah, open. Montreal really isn't Montreal without the strip clubs. That's true. Yep. It's all open, <laughs> literally and figuratively. It's all open. It is yeah. kind of funny, though, Paul, because you're talking about how last year Canadians were just sort of strutting around going, yeah, this is our festival, which we is kind of liberties. funny. We took liberties. It, it kind of is true because last year was like, the first and probably last time that the festival was entirely Canadian, even though it is in Montreal. But we're looking at last year going, wow, look at this, an all-Canadian lineup. Yeah, that'll, that's very much a pandemic thing, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely pandemic-related. No, no offense to the Canadian comics, but I said, but uh, like I said, man, I'm, I think I think everybody's just excited uh, that everybody's coming back. And um, yeah, it's just a good experience. Even for the Canadian comics experience, the, the American side of it is such a big part of it, too. So there was some comics that missed out on that aspect of it um but so i'm just looking forward to, i can't wait to make a lot of people uncomfortable at the after parties man it's gonna be it's gonna be good times <laughs> there you go all right we're gonna come back with more inside jokes it's just for the culture on the return of jfl right here on 640 toronto Hi, this is Sophie Bottle, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Someday, 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 I wanna lay down like I did on Sunday. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and brought to you as always by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. We are talking <laughs> the return of Just for Laughs. This summer, it's back, taking over Montreal, the world's biggest comedy festival. We got Yanis down in NYC. We've got Paul up here in Canada, both taking part on the Just for the Culture, which, of course, for those uh, who have been to JFL over the years, this is sort of like the revamp, the rebrand of the ethnic show, which was always one of the huge hot ticket shows at the festival that was always one it was always like the ethnic show the nasty show those were the ones that that everybody was trying to get tickets to and were always selling out uh we were talking about how this festival's coming back properly like last year it was kind of digital and you'd watch it on zoom or whatever people were doing but now it is properly the return to a live festival for both of you i mean doing what uh, comics kind of had to do whatever they had to do the last couple of years now that live comedy is back and everything, for both of you, how much does digital stuff play into play into your stand-up anymore? I mean, I know at podcasting, obviously, Yanis, that's a big part of what you do, but digital platforms, does that play a lot into your stand-up now, or is it just like, no, you're a New York comic, that scene is entirely built on intimate, in-person, face-to-face clubs, that's what that scene's all about. Is it good to just be back to that and sort of not have to do that other placebo comedy anymore? Yeah, well, I mean, social media is everything now. So comedians are recording everything. I mean, I'm going to be wearing a body cam when I go on stage just to be filming. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to be posting clips every three seconds saying heckler attacks comedian, whatever I can do to go viral. <laughs> you know, a comedian starts war with Quebec, whatever it takes <laughs> to get the word I'm out is, is what you. we're doing. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're going to have to get back. I got you. I got you. <laughs> hey, Giannis, are you still doing those Yidos reviews on YouTube? The what? The Yidos reviews. The oh, gyros. The yeah, I'm trying to be Greek right now for you, buddy. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I got caught up on yeah, the Canadian accent. Tripped me up there. Yidos. <laughs> yeah. Yidos. <laughs> or gyros. Have you tried on those gyros with tzatziki? Here's the funny thing is I think somebody put that on my Wikipedia as a joke. I never did any gyro reviews or gyro reviews. So, um, but I, I am, I am more than happy to review a gyro spot up in uh, Montreal. If I'll, I'll if take you to some good places. I know a great guy, a Greek guy too. And he's got a great burger shop. So don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever put that on my Wikipedia page uh, in French, I, I'll say F you. <laughs> you can say tabernacle that's just the all-purpose swear word for the French. yeah whoever did that though it's really funny because that's about the fourth time someone's asked me about it so well, yeah you got to do your research on the call I'm like he has really hats off to whatever troll threw that up there there's lots of 4 a.m greasy spoons in montreal you could review anyways oh i can't wait to get that poutine in my system man there you so go I can- I can Hot. donate to the sanitation system of Quebec. <laughs> Hot dogs and poutine at Belle Provence at 4 a.m. That's a JFL staple for sure. Uh, for you, Paul, I mean, just for the culture, yeah, this is the rebrand of the ethnic show. And I'm looking at this festival this year, especially on the Canadian side of things, it really is a lot more representative of what Canadian comedy looks like right now. You're seeing a lot of the sort of newer comics. You're seeing comics from a cross section of what Canada actually looks like. Cause you know, Paul, for a long time in Canadian comedy, it was kind of like five white guys in sport coats and Reeboks. That's basically what, what you would see on Canadian TV. This show is actually representative of who Canadian comedy is. And I mean, for you, especially there weren't a lot of indigenous comics that sort of came along and really, paved the way for you we didn't we didn't see a lot of indigenous acts in comedy for a long time it's there wasn't really anybody there who sort of set that stage for you in a way yeah and it's crazy because like i come from a reserve where all we had was cbc growing up like we had the one channel so we would see like the comedy now specials we see all the jfl shows and it was it was just five white guys and a student uh and until i saw somebody like kenny robinson on stage and then finally it was like yo i can there's there's other voices out there than just you know these white dudes talking about how how tough their relationships are and shit so it was uh, <laughs> so guys like kenny uh you know just anybody that wasn't you know white i guess really stood out to me and um you know, there wasn't that much of that, uh, you know, in the 90s growing up. But now you look at it and, you know, Dave Mahesh, uh doing what he's doing. And, you know, and Canada's just full of, you know, diverse, diverse comics. And they're all great. And they all come from, like, different perspectives and stuff. But uh, for me, as a First Nations comic, I mean, it's cool that I'm, I'm sort of out there and, and being that guy that other First Nation comics can look up to and being like, yo, we, you know, we don't just have to. To you know, stick to native shows or stick to red shows. There's there is a there is a people wanting to hear our stories and shit. So it's a uh, it's really cool. Exactly, man. Yeah. I'm really excited. It is, yeah. It's, it's it's good to finally see you know the industry catching on too and going. Yeah, we should put a spotlight on who's actually on who's actually out there in comedy right now. And it's not just the sort of same old, same old. This is actually what comedy looks like right now. Uh, all right, before before we let you guys go. Where can we find you on social and follow you and all that good stuff? And of course, we'll catch you live at this at the uh, just for the culture at this year's return of just for laughs. Giannis Papas, where can we find you online, man? On all the uh, classics, Instagram, Twitter. I got a special out on YouTube that just came out called Mom Love. So 
please go check that out. And uh, can't wait for you to see you at the show. So buy some tickets and, you know, Canada, fly in. If you're coming from another place, it's going to be great. There we go. Paul, where can we find you online, man? Same thing, uh, Facebook, social media. You could just Google like fat native comic, and I'm like the first guy that comes up. I'm the first guy you see on that shit. So uh obviously, like uh I have a crave special. I've got my loud JFL crave special we shot last year called Uncle. That's up up on Crave. Um, yeah, man. It just just Google fat native guy and you sh- my face should be there. So I'm uh, looking forward to looking forward to seeing uh Giannis and all like all the all the American comics getting to spend time with them. It's gonna be it's it's a dream for me, man. So I'm excited. I'm just I'm hoping I don't get like a DUI before that or something like that. Cause <laughs> a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure over here in Winnipeg. There we go, man. And it, it, it's just so good to see this festival coming back and comics being able to do what they do again. Yanis and Paul, thank you guys so much for our listeners at home. Check out just for the culture, get your tickets for JFL. It's taken over Montreal again this summer, full force Canadians, Americans. That is our panel. Thank you again to all the comics from the nasty show and just for the culture. It is the return of just for laughs this July taking over to Montreal. Don't forget. You can listen to all of our episodes right back to the beginning on Global News Online. That is our show. We'll be back next week. This week's Comedy Rx is Yanis Pappas. You ever notice when you go to lunch or dinner, the first thing people do always is take out their phone and put it on the table in front of you like it's a gun in the old Wild West? (laughs) Yeah. As your story slows down, they just start reaching for it. I will shoot you dead right here you don't get to a punchline it's amazing dude it's it's like there's a whole generation of kids growing up right now who have no idea what downtime is there's no such thing as boredom the whole human emotion of boredom has been rendered out of existence by technology there's no such thing do you guys remember boredom it was a thing you remember it you remember when there was just nothing to do you remember when you would just go to drop a deuce and all you could do was stare at a wall do you remember that Maybe if you were lucky, you dropped it in the public restroom, someone wrote something racist on the wall to entertain you at least. I dare you to go to the bathroom without your iPhone. Try it. You will have a panic attack on the toilet bowl. It's like, I'm just supposed to stare at a shower curtain?